Hey there, it's me, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, that redheaded actor from Modern Family. I have a podcast. It's combining a couple of my favorite things, talking and food. Please join me as I dine with the biggest names in entertainment, people like Julie Bowen, Kristen Bell, Fred Armisen, and so many more. It's called Dinners on Me, and you're invited. Am I saying a chocolate souffle is going to get me to reveal all of my secrets? Yeah, I am. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. We're learning more about the earthquakes that rocked Japan yesterday. Some millennials have a great reason to still be living with their parents, and we're marking a very important birthday for a very special tortoise. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Tuesday, January 2nd. Let's get you caught up with today's 7 Stories. Number one, Israel's high court struck down a judicial overhaul law yesterday. This has been a polarizing law in Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had sought to limit the power of judges over government decisions. It put the country on the brink of a constitutional crisis and sparked widespread protests in Israel last year, before the war in Gaza. The decision to block the law comes at a sensitive time for Netanyahu. He's currently embroiled in a corruption trial. He's also facing calls for his resignation over his government's failure to thwart Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel. And he's facing criticism for his handling of the hostage crisis. Yesterday, the Israeli military said it plans to pull some troops from Gaza, even as it says there will be prolonged fighting in the new year. This may be an indication that Israel could be changing its tactics in the war, which has killed nearly 22,000 people in Gaza, according to Palestinian authorities. Number two, at least 48 people were killed by earthquakes in Japan. A series of earthquakes shook Japan's western coast yesterday, including a 7.6 magnitude quake, according to the Japan Meteorological Agency. It created tsunami waves that were about 1.2 meters or four feet high within the first few minutes. The scale of the damage started to become more clear today. Local reports said tens of thousands of homes had been destroyed and the danger might not be over. Japan has lifted all of its tsunami warnings, but it continued to issue earthquake warnings this morning as small aftershocks rocked Ishikawa Prefecture. Number three. The South Korean opposition leader Lee Jae-myung was stabbed this morning. Lee is the head of South Korea's Liberal Opposition Party. He narrowly lost the 2022 presidential election to conservative Yoon Suk-yeol. Lee was visiting the site of a new airport in the southern port city of Busan when a man appeared to strike him in the neck with a weapon. Lee collapsed and was bleeding before he was taken to a hospital. The suspect appeared to be posing as one of Lee's supporters ahead of the attack. Local reports said he had asked Lee for an autograph. The man was apprehended by police and his motive remains unknown. Story number four comes to us from a new Washington Post-University of Maryland poll. Republican loyalty to Donald Trump and Capitol rioters has climbed since the January 6, 2021 attack. The poll shows that Republicans have grown more sympathetic to those who stormed the Capitol in the three years since that attack. Republicans are now less likely to believe that participants in the riot were mostly violent than they were in a December 2021 survey. They're also less likely to believe that Trump bears responsibility for the attack and are slightly less likely to view Joe Biden's election as legitimate. 
These findings come during a crucial election year in which Trump, the Republican frontrunner, faces criminal charges relating to the Capitol riot. At number five, Michigan and Washington advanced to college football's national championship game. That's Williams in motion, low snap, Melrose stopped! Michigan makes a stand and comes up with a milestone playoff victory. Michigan beat Alabama 27-20 in the Rose Bowl yesterday. And in the Sugar Bowl, Washington survived a late scare to defeat Texas 37-31. The two undefeated winners now head to the college football playoff national championship game, which is next Monday in Houston. The Wolverines and Huskies will each be making their first appearance in this official version of the championship game. It kicks off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. More millennials are living with their parents to save money for a house. That's number six. In 2022, 27% of first-time buyers moved directly from a friend's or family member's home into their own home. That's according to the National Association of Realtors. That's the highest share since the group started keeping track in 1989. And in 2023, the share was 23%, a bit lower, but still high overall. They're doing it not out of a love for their parents, at least not just that. Millennials face record high rents and a brutal real estate market with soaring home prices and mortgage rates. So living rent-free in your mom's house is one way to save money to someday move out. And at number seven, the world's oldest living land mammal turned 191, or 191-ish. I'm talking about Jonathan, the 400-pound tortoise. He lives on St. Helena, which is an island in the South Atlantic, where he may or may not have hatched in 1832. His exact birthday isn't known, so January 1st is as good a day as any to celebrate another year of being a tortoise on Earth. It's also not clear that he's 191. He might be even older, according to his caretaker. But in any case, Jonathan is so old that he was probably about 50 years old when the incandescent light bulb was invented. Jonathan marked the occasion by roaming around slowly in search of fresh clover and indulging in a late afternoon nap. He's blind and he can't smell anymore, but Jonathan still shows a zest for life. He has a longtime boyfriend, Fred, and a girlfriend called Emma, too. He sometimes tries to mate with both. So, happy birthday, Jonathan. And thanks for reminding us that age is just a number. All right, you're all caught up. Just a reminder before I sign off, we also have a daily newsletter, which is written by me and my colleague, Jamie Ross. That's where you can see a picture of the birthday boy. You can find the link to sign up for The Seven in our show notes. I'm Hannah Jewell, and I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.